Oh, what is your? What does it say? Slain largemouth bass. Bass. Oh. Yeah, I've been I've been slaying them lately. Have you? What's yeah, this your mo- uh, catch. This morning, well, so I just started fishing probably two months ago, and I've caught roughly like thirty largemouth bass at this point, and wow. a couple of big pickerel. And uh, this morning, though, I, I put a video out. Um, I have a GoPro, and I put a video out of me losing two fish in a row. <laughs> and it's like you can hear the disappointment in my voice and uh i put like this sad music in the background Aww. so it's like it's the sound of futility oh my goodness i'm like again that's so funny. <sighs> you're almost a professional at this point 30 fish <laughs> yeah it's been really fun man oh, it's been gosh. really fun there's like a little reservoir right near my house not a very big one maybe like i don't know four acres maybe a little bit more and um it doesn't get fished as heavily as as a lot of people think it does and so there's a lot of fish in there Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Is it starting to get cold up there? It is, yeah. So I actually just bought some gloves that I can put on so I can be out there freezing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Good times. Good times. All right. Welcome to Reformed Jellicle, where the Reformed and Evangelicals meet. My co-host is A.D. Robles. Just Reformed, I know. Just Just Reformed now. Presbyterians and Baptists meet. There you go. (laughs) Post-mill, pre-mill people meet. A few months, maybe we'll be Presbyterians too. You know, who knows? Everyone's Presbyterian now. That's what I heard. Too soon, AD. Too soon. <laughs> uh, but I think we're just proof that you don't have to agree on everything to no. uh, share a screen, get along, you know? Listen, it's funny because, you know, a lot of people, that's the criticism of, of, of guys like me. It's like, well, it's just everyone who disagrees with you is a heretic. Well, you know, obviously not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the show. Yeah. Let's not be stupid. <laughs> yeah, I was talking with Gabe uh, the other day about all of this, and he went back to the fence analogy that we've talked about several mm-hmm. times. Because mm-hmm. uh, I just I don't even want to be defined as a Baptist or Presbyterian anymore. I just want to be a Christian. He's like, it's good to have fences because that develops relationships. Yeah. And I thought about that. I'm like, you know, you could be right, but I, I don't know. I don't know yet. You're just like, you're just like, you know, you're just enjoying your freedom right now, you know? Oh, so I'm just enjoying, enjoying my freedom life. in Christ. I might go get a vaccine. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have so much freedom. I don't know. <laughs> that John Piper article is out of control, man. It was so brutal, man. Showing that. Uh, yeah, you know, when I read it, I was expecting it to be stupid, like, like you know, we can go to the mall again or something stupid <laughs> like that. And, and if, if it was like that, I probably wouldn't have done a video. Yeah, like, typical Piper. Who, I mean, who cares, yeah. right? It's just stupid, you know, takes from B- Big Eva. Mm-hmm. But when I read it, I realized what he was doing. A lot of people criticize me like behind the scenes, like you don't know what his heart is, Adam. Like, okay, fine. I, I don't know what his heart is, but, but it's so upside down that it has to be subversive. It has to be intentional. Right. It has, it was this, it was the worst, in my opinion, it was the worst case scenario for a Christian leaders position to actually be. Yeah. Yeah. John Piper has a, uh, theology of surrender is how I put it before. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to protect his wife if she's that's getting right. assaulted. You're not going to fight back against the government overreach. I mean, it's just seriously, it's like a consistent. He's being consistent, yep. but he has just poor theology or poor uh, application of theology, perhaps. Yeah. And so it's like you have the freedom to just surrender. It's like, yeah, sure. OK, fine. But granted. But but the thing is, you also have the freedom to actually defend your household. Right. So let's yeah. stop pretending like you're taking the whole. And that's the thing. He, he's like taking the holy pious route. And really, he's just taking the wimpy route. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> no, like thinking back in church history, all the martyrs, but maybe even specifically those in the Bible, the apostles like Peter being crucified upside down. I've always read it and probably incorrectly where they just kind of willingly 
got arrested and willingly went yeah. to the cross and got stoned and crucified. I don't know if that's true, though. It never says anywhere in the Bible they yeah. just surrendered or gave up. But maybe that's just because we have been raised in this evangelical yep. lens yep. where we just assume they surrendered. I think, that's not the I case. Think we, yeah, I, I, I wonder about that myself. I think we just assume it because Christ did, of course. Christ Correct. just yes. surrendered. He kept his mouth quiet. Like, he didn't he didn't push back too often. You know, he, he said a few things, but very little. Um, and he, but he had a specific mission, right? right. And, and he knew what his mission was, and he was going to do what he had to do, mm-hmm. and that's what God the Father had, you know, commanded him to do. So he's going to do it, right? Um, and so, and so, there could be that that could be a route for people, right? But but also, there's there's plenty of Christian soldiers, there's pr- plenty of Christian, you know, husbands that'll actually defend their wives, and mm-hmm. that's totally fine. And you have the freedom if somebody comes into your house and threatens your children or your wife to just completely just go medieval on them and, right. and start. And you're now love you're your thug. family. You we're gonna go right thug. To we're gonna you're gonna thug. Yeah. We're gonna be a thug now. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's this yeah. great uh, there's this great um, um, Cypress Hill song where in one of the lines is about like he, he it's a song called How I Could Just Kill a Man. And he's like, well, so many people like act like like you know you won't you wouldn't do it, but guess what? If somebody came into your house. What would you do? And he basically, I think, I think you'll act like a thug. That's what I right. think. Yeah, exactly right. So You're it's totally like, dating us, by the way, Cypress yeah. Hill. Yeah, <laughs> I could just kill a man. You know, C- Cypress Hill. This is a weird little tidbit about AD. For some reason, Cypress Hill, like, was the was was the uh, the opening act for like twenty shows that I went to when I was a kid. I never went to a Cypress Hill concert, but I've seen Cypress Hill live like twenty times. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> That's absolutely anyway. funny. And, you know, thinking about this, so going back to Jesus, he only surrendered once. Like, how many times did he not surrender and not give in to the crowds? Like, he evaded, he withdrew, he did a whole bunch of other things that didn't include surrendering. <laughs> and let's not forget that when he returns, he's going to be cracking skulls. That's true. You know, That's... let's not forget that part. You know, he he's, he's the Lord of hosts, you know, and he's going to come and... It's going to slay the wicked and it's going to be brutal. And the thing is like, so we can't have an imbalanced Christ, right? We got to have all of Christ. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Mark says, well, I think an argument can be made that John Piper is the most influential living Calvinist. He very well might be. Yeah. Positive influence, though. I don't know about that. Yeah. He's probably definitely the most influential. Uh, well, I would be, I would gl- gladly grant that. I, I definitely yeah. think so many uh, people introduced to Calvinism through John Piper. So many. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least in modern times, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, someone who was never or wasn't a Calvinist till about a year and a half ago. I love John Piper. I listened. Sure, I sure. thought he said such profound things. Again, sure. I think he says such complicated things in simple ways of theology. Sure. That even to this day, I think he does well. It's when he applies theology, he gets into yeah. so much trouble, so much trouble. Yeah, and I think you know he's one of these big minds that like tries to be too cute sometimes. Like you know, a lot of people were talking about, well, you should have known this was going to happen ever since he did the Christian hedonism thing. That's subversive too. Mm-hmm. I agree, that is subversive when you really think about it. Christian right. hedonism, what the heck is that supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. So like, so like. You know, and but but that book is is pretty good. It's a decent book. But like, did you really need to do the subversive thing? So like, I, I get it. And you know, a lot of people were on to Piper a lot b- longer before I was. And I'm not saying that you were wrong back then. You probably were right. I'm just saying he influenced me in many ways. And I think some of them positive. And hopefully I saw through a lot of the nonsense. Now, 
if you see any Piper stuff in me that's uh, objectionable, feel free to call me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, need to get rid of it. If you hear me ever saying something in like uh, the city brings things to the gospel, like uh, the New York guy or something like that, please, please, please. call me out. Please. I don't want to sound like a Keller or a Piper any longer, any longer. Um, but going back, so I want to go back to this fences thing because I've been thinking about this a lot, and obviously it's a current issue that we've been dealing with with separation and division and in, different indeed. perspectives. Um, I, I think the fence analogy is. I'm not necessarily wrong, but incomplete, incorrect. It's not so much that I think we should consider ourselves as the same same neighbors or that we don't have differences, but I don't like the context or the, not the context, I don't like the analogy of neighbors with a fence dividing us. I think we should stick to how the Bible defines it as the body of Christ, where I think it is good Hmm. to be honest where Hmm. we're at, and define what we are if we're a leg or an arm and not try to pretend we're something else, but mm. to remember that we are a working image of Christ coming together, that there is a ministry of reconciliation that we need to show to the world and mostly to ourselves. And so the idea of neighbors with fences is a little too divisive for me and doesn't really jive with what Christ considers the body a, of Christ, right? You're just a big softy, man. You know, I, I know. like that. You're just like a cuddly little soft <laughs> teddy bear. Age. I'm getting the gray getting hairs, your, man. I got to get soft. Get, right. I, mean, I see a few more grays <laughs> in there, man. Yeah. So that's why you're saying stuff like that. It's very nice. That's very yeah. nice. Well, you know, I, listen, I I, I kind of like the fence thing, but I, I see what you're saying. I like the, why not just use what the Bible says? Right. Yeah. There you go. And I get the fence thing. I get it that we have our different, um, you know, confessions and we have our different positions and all that stuff. But we're still one body of Christ. We may go to different churches and have different fellowships. That's totally cool. I get it. Uh, we need those kind of that diversity. But still, ultimately, we are the body of Christ. And sometimes we forget yeah. that and are too tribal within the umbrella you of know, the church. I, and I think that the fences thing where everyone's defining everything so carefully, um, you know, there, there's there's members of the body that that's what they're good for. Like they're good for that kind of thing. They, they, they get in their, you know, study rooms and they write their little blog posts, you know, against each other's positions and stuff like that. And we need that. I'm not, I'm not saying we don't need that, but I think what, I think what, if, if I'm understanding you, Matt, like, you know, at the end of the day, when we're facing um, our lives and we're in the public square and we're doing what we got to do, we're engaging in commerce or like, we're just Christians. Right. And so, Yes, our theology works itself out in what we do. Of course, nobody denies that. But at the end of the day, we're Christians, right? And so the fence, the fences, they need to be built, but probably in the academics, you know, with all the nerds. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Because for, for like, <laughs> let me say it this way. If I'm a Baptist and God calls me to bear one another's burdens sure, and to love my neighbor, that does not only apply to my fellow Baptist. It applies just sure. as much to the Presbyterians on the other side of the fence, different part of the body, whatever it is. If you're a Presbyterian and you're supposed to bear each other's burdens and love one another, that doesn't mean just to your Presbyterian local church. It yeah. is just as important and truthful and a command to Baptist. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. So so it's like, it's like, and, and here's another good, you know, kind of practical thing for us right now. So, you know, when somebody gets their church shut down by the state because they're not, you know, listening to the COVID mandate, like we don't necessarily have to go check their doctrinal statement before we come to their defense. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you're naming the name of Christ here. And, you know, the reality is that you should be able to do that. Now, 
obviously there's going to be some limits there. So like if they're, if they're actually a church of Satan, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, okay. We're talking <laughs> but, about actual Christians. Yeah. <laughs> we're, right. So like, you don't have to check the doctor before you say, yeah, you know, that's ridiculous that the state just did that. You know what I mean? Yes. And let's, let's help. Let's, let's go around them. Let's, let's, let's like, yeah. Cause I think, I think, I think I see what you're saying and I, and I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So maybe I'm a softy too. Oh, look at that. Look at that. The softy show. <laughs> that's what we are. <laughs> So I really want to get kicked off of YouTube today. We have two strikes. The third one will kick us off. I totally thought our last show, which was a couple weeks ago, was going to kick us off. Because uh, listen, my presence is just saves us every time. It really is. It's it's the it's you know, the dude, minority no, it privilege. To, it, it has to be minority privilege. Think about this. I was just listening to John Harris, and he was talking about vaccines and how they don't work and how you sh probably shouldn't get it if you don't think it works. Like, why would you do that? And, like, all that kind of stuff. And and he was like, well, i got to censor myself. i got to say cookies <laughs> or jab or bang, bang. And, like, more power to you, John. You can censor yourself if you want. But I've never, ever, not even once Used a yeah. euphemism for vaccine or COVID. You know, COVID's not a big deal. Obviously, I've said that many times. Vaccines, I'm never going to get it. And, you know, if you don't think it works, don't be peer pressured into getting it because that's stupid. Like yes. stuff like that. And it never, we never, it has to be no. minority privilege. They have to have an it algorithm that be. senses the, the skin color. <laughs> but yeah, I look it, pretty white here. I don't know. I don't, but it looks pretty dark in the shadows. So uh. I think that's, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe they think you're half black, half Puerto Rican or something. They might think that. I don't know. I really do think that. Listen, I've, I, I've, I have not a single strike, Matt. Not one. Oh, that's crazy. People that's are looking crazy. at me side eyed like, are, are you <laughs> yeah. for real? Like, you might be part of this. Yeah, you're a Fed. You're totally <laughs> an informant. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to say, let's go to the Capitol again. Yeah. Hey, we got to go. <laughs> <Definitely. gotta> go. <laughs> uh, did you see what I labeled our last show? I said uh, our last YouTube show. So we posted it after we live streamed and I changed the title and said, this is not medical misinformation. <laughs> and it still didn't get kicked off. It still Dude, didn't get kicked off. I don't know, off. man. That's so crazy. I, there's got to be an algorithm that senses skin color. It has to be. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we got a super chat from Nathaniel. Thank you. Let's yeah. read this. AD, so you're saying there's some validity to Lightheart's reformed Catholicity? How do you say that? Catholicity? I, I, Even listen, if you're not I, I don't know the details of what Lightheart said about that, but I do actually think that there's a certain amount of Catholicity that we should embrace. And it, small c, you know, like there's a universal church out there and we need to have a bigger tent than sometimes we want to. Yeah. Now, again, I've got very narrow theological beliefs, like very particular. And I think that's one reason I'll never have a huge following because I, every now and then <laughs> I'll say something like, wait a minute, you're one of those, you know, but that's cool. I, I do think that there's some validity to that idea. I do. And I'm and my position, just to clarify, is not saying that AD needs to change his narrow theological perspectives. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Obviously. And I'm, in fact, I think it's beneficial to have fellowship with people who have contrary narrow theological positions yeah. because how that plays out practically is very different in some ways. And yeah. you iron sharpens iron, you edify, you build each other up that way. You don't build each other up echo chambering each other and living mm -hmm. the exact same lives. You have counterpoints, you have counter examples, and then you can take what is good from those and become a, a better Christian and a better light to the world. And we miss that so much by siloing off and being tribal. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Appreciate the money. 
here's here's what I mean though, Jamie. That's a good point. He says, How narrow. He literally said we shouldn't have pianos in corporate worship. <laughs> I did say that. But but listen, Worst but listen. Take ever. <laughs> Don't forget that part. <laughs> but listen, this is what I mean though, right? So even if I'm not so sure that we should have any musical instruments at church, and I'm also not so sure that, you know, uh women should be giving announcements at church and stuff like that, like I go to a church that has a piano. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fine, and I sing the songs, and it's everything's fine. Yeah. And sometimes the lady will give announcements, and I don't like that. Maybe but I, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> We're all fine here. You know I won't I mean? submit to the announcements. <laughs> Here's what I think: like, like if you can go to a church, and and I go to a Baptist church, right? Yeah. If you can go to a church that doesn't believe a lot of the things that you believe, right? And but they believe in Christ, right? And they have some spine and. They believe in a Christ that actually is active in the world and actually changes what you do in the world, like a, like a real Christ, you know. Um, if you can go to that church and not grumble every time you leave, you know, and, and then your kids see you saying, oh, the pastor said this and I just don't agree with that. Like, if you can, if as long as you're not in that state where you're like constantly, and maybe if you are like that, you should probably check yourself, um, then, then knock yourself out, man. You can be at a church that you don't agree with theologically. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's some good people at my church and there's some people that have some wacky beliefs in my opinion. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But I've I had wacky and beliefs in Christ. my past. I mean, I've been one of those and, people I'd look at and like, Oh, and here's the thing. Like they're, they're, they're going to love me like themselves. They're going to, if I ever needed them, they would get my back. I've got farmers in my church. And if I needed food, I couldn't feed my family. Like I know they would give me whatever I needed, you know, and they're not, they probably hate Calvinism, you know, something like, they just, but they love Christ, and so they love Christ's people. That's the church you got to find. You can't, you can't necessarily. It, it's such slim pickings out there that, like, if you go, if you only want to go to a church that meets your doctrinal standards to a T, mm -hmm. it's going to be tough on you, man. It is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and again, I'm not asking anyone to change their theology unless they're convinced of otherwise, or the yeah. Bible straight up contradicts it. But how much of the Christian life is really far more practical, everyday yeah. things? I can love anyone in my church without discussing theology with them once. And I'm still blessing them and working as the body of Christ. I feel like so much of what God has called us to do, we don't do. We're too focused on the theology of it all. But so much of it is very practical living. And yeah. we just miss out on that, man. We miss out on you that. You see in the New Testament, like when... Um, Christ writes the letters to the seven churches and, and stuff like that. And when, when Paul's evaluating the churches and stuff like that, mm -hmm. it's, I'm not going to say it's every single time, but it, most of the criticisms are what they're doing, like the sins that they're doing, not, well, you yeah, didn't right. believe this in the right way. You didn't actually use the right term here. Like, and I'm not saying that's not important again, right, right. different members, different yeah. members of the body need to hash that stuff out. And it works itself out in your life. I'm not saying it doesn't affect your theology affects what you do. I get it. I get 100%. it. But if you don't have every I or T dotted on your theology, but you do love the Lord, you do obey what he says. You do reject sin in, in your life. Like you, you're, you're warring against it. You're in a good spot, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're Amen in a good spot. That. That's the stuff you need to focus on. And you know, your theology can work itself out and we're going to, we're going to work that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking also, because we have been thinking a lot about the Presby Baptist thing lately. The my Why? ideal church situation. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I've, never, yeah, uh, I've never seen this happen, but I would love this to happen. 
with because really the church is made up of families, right? I mean, that's that might be something I've pulled from the Presbyterians a lot is for to have communion be something that is administered, but for the head of the household to decide what that looks like. I think that would be really, really cool. I think that'd be a great church to allow Baptists and Presbyterians as felt led as the head of household, make that decision for their family because such a small amount of (laughs) church services are communion. Although I think it should happen a lot more often. I think it should at least be every Sunday. Um, and baptisms happen so frequently. I mean, not so infrequently. It barely, it's not an everyday occurrence thing that we could so have so much sweet unity together. Yeah. If we would just not focus on these issues that we barely do. And when you think about it from a percentage of time at church. So that would be my dream. All right. We got some questions here. What a heretic. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How about a lady worship team leader? I hate it. I don't know. I'm totally against that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely against it. I think if you are if you believe that women shouldn't be in leadership positions and you're okay with a woman worship leader, yep. you completely yep. um, lack or don't value properly what worship is. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Here's but but again, in, in the spirit of what we're saying, if you go to a church and they have a woman lead singing, whatever it is, I'm personally against that. I think that that's a no no. You know, mm-hmm. it's a I think it's a violation of scripture. However, I think I could attend a church where that was going down, depending on the rest of the church. Now, often what you'll find churches like that, there's a lot of other problems as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I could see like that's the kind of thing that I could see past sort of. That's one, probably one of the more extreme things that I could see past, depending on the rest of the circumstances. I agree with you. I've been to a church where they have a women worship leader and yeah. I've been able to worship. I mean, yeah. it's, but what I have noticed is the songs, sele- the song selections become yep. extremely feminist, feminine, uh, feminine, oh, yeah. feminine. And even when the guys are leading, there's just a trend towards demasculized. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no song <laughs> singing about trouncing the enemies. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. 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 None, none of those at the female worship led church. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it, it affects a lot of things. So. You have to you have to watch if you're at a church like that, because I think maybe the question was asked because maybe you're at a church like that. Mm-hmm. So like <laughs> and if not, I'm not trying to accuse you of anything. I'm just saying. But if you are, you have to kind of watch um, the uh, the way it affects your family and your children and the way you understand Christ, because if you're only singing these songs about Christ that are like, oh, sweetly and gentle that's great. That's fine. You could sing songs like that, but you mm-hmm. also need to talk about when he crushes skulls, you know what right. I mean? And he puts all his enemies under his feet. And when he, um, when he fills the nations with corpses because he came in judgment over the nations and there's just dead bodies lying everywhere. Like mm-hmm. you gotta have that part of Christ too. Or, or again, you have an imbalanced Christ. Right. Yeah. And I mean, aren't we seeing the fruit of having an imbalanced Christ in our culture for, a long time now. Yes. So, yes. It's Absolutely. very important. So, so, if you're at a church like that, you just need to be v- super vigilant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would say even advocate for a masculine oh, worship as well. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I remember I went to a church and, and I thought that the songs were, you know, a bit sappy, mm-hmm. you know, and um, 
I was the, the entire time I was there, I was advocating for we got to start singing some psalms. And people looked at me like I was crazy. Right. And I was like, yeah, but like, what about this one? It's the tune we know. It's uh-huh. good. And people look like mess. But, you know, I'm working. I'm working to bring people towards what's really true. You know, at what least I mean? you're floating the idea. I mean, totally. So what? They're disgusted by the idea of biblical singing. <laughs> Shocking. I know. It's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, Dave, a pastor, said that he's not baptizing a baby. And that's fine. You don't need to baptize the babies. I think if you are a Presbyterian going to a Baptist church, you can find a Presbyterian pastor to do it. You can find some other way to do it. No one needs to do something against their conscience. Not saying that. There's creative <laughs> ways to do things that we haven't done them before. Why why Taylor Bear? There's a feminization of everything. Speaking of Piper. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly case in point though, right? Case in point. <laughs> Such a feminist pers- take on mostly everything. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mark says I wholeheartedly believe in baby dedication. That's just pretty much the same thing as infant baptism without water. In my opinion. AD, could you go to a church that thought dispensationalism? Y- yes, but yes, with well, a lot of caveats, though, because right. that's the kind of thing that can t- mess up your kid's mind when they're hearing it. So, like, it depends on how crazy <laughs> they were about it. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's some churches that, like, they believe in dispensationalism, but, like, you know, they're basically teaching the same thing i am but they just have some every now and then you'll have to hear so like even my own pastor my own pastor is so great i just sent him a text yesterday it's like dude i appreciate you so much you just thank you for being the way you are you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. um you know because i'm a big softy anyway um but you know he said something the other day about baptism that was just totally wrong right (laughs) like in my opinion because (laughs) he's a baptist right 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 so so if he was every Sunday harping on those kinds of issues, mm-hmm. I probably couldn't go there. And not because I don't like him, but because I don't want my kids' minds to m- get messed up about what they need to do. You know what I mean? Right. What they need to have. Sure. But he doesn't. He and he and I think part of the reason why he's he's selective about what he what when he brings this up is because and, and by the way, there was a baptism that day, so he was teaching on baptism. Yeah, make perfect sense. sense. Right. Because he understands there are people there that aren't Baptists. So mm-hmm. he's not going to make our kids feel like we're wrong. Although he's not going to shy away from the tr- what he thinks is the truth is. He's definitely yeah. wrong. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but I think out of respect, I don't think he would ever go on a, 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 a nine-month sermon series about how Presbyterians are wrong about baptism. He just wouldn't do it. So it all depends. How dispensational every service is. I love how you conflated <laughs> dispensationalism and Baptist. <laughs> I'm just saying it's an example. It's just an example. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, if honestly, if your pastor went on a six month series on baptism, there's other problems there as well. <laughs> yeah. I, that's again, like there's that's other crazy. problems there as well. Right. <laughs> doesn't matter what side of the fence you are on that one. Yeah. And, you know, my, my sons are at the age of the, they they heard what my pastor said about baptism. They're not really making all the connections yet, but they're at the age where they could be like, wait, wait a minute. When am I going to get baptized? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when that question comes, like, you know, you got to handle it like an adult. Like, you know, as long as you're not going to you know, you know undermine the pastor, he's not actually preaching the word of God. Like, if you're going to do that, then you shouldn't be in a church like that. Yeah, right. Because that's not healthy. On a whole that's not healthy for either, your yeah. kids or anybody. You know what right. I mean? So yeah. anyway. But I think this proves my point, talking about women worship leaders, going to a Baptist church. I went to a Presbyterian church for a year. Good is for that 
you have another perspective of what you think the Bible is saying, and you have an obligation to hash that out with people. And when you do, then you either reinforce positions or you change positions. You're discipling each other. And that's what's healthy. (laughs) That's what we need more of. We need to be able to not only defend our positions, but to elevate our argumentation, to be able to evangelize and to, you know, spread the gospel. And when we don't have those skills, we lack. We lack completely. Well, well, absolutely. And and the thing is, I think it's healthy for my sons to know that, you know, yes, he's up there and he's preaching. But the thing is, when somebody says that they're preaching, you, you, you know, you can't necessarily, you have to check it out in the book. You can't just assume that they're doing it exactly perfect. Like that's healthy. Uh-huh. We're not suspicious of our pastor, but we also check in the book because actually the standard is the book, not the pastor. Right. Yep. hundred um, percent. And, 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 and Mark, you know, you said baptism affects those who can be an elder in church. It's pretty impactful. I hope you're not thinking we're not saying it's impact. It's very important. I yes. think baptism is very important. I think right. that, Matt should baptize his kids right now. And I think that the fact that he's not is a mistake, but so it's impactful and it's important, but you, we, we're still Christians and we're going to get each other's back and we're going to defend each other. I don't have to make sure he's baptized his kids before I get his back. He needed help. Yeah, absolutely. And even though 80s kids are <laughs> baptized and mine aren't, I'm not going to even go after him like he did me. I'm a better Christian. Because <laughs> I'm a Christian. No, because I'm a better Christian. I'm a better Christian. <laughs> <laughs> but how we raise our kids is important as well. And so when we are treating each, our children maybe a little differently because of the baptism issue, we can come alongside each other. I could see how my Presbyterian brother is treating their kids. I'm like, oh, man, that's really good. I need to steal that and take that. Yeah, I need to treat absolutely. my kids. I need to absolutely. hold them accountable. And those are just as important as the theology of how you're raising your kids is the practical application of it, in my opinion. Yeah. And I've learned so much from Presbyterians on how to raise my kids. Foundational things that I do with my kids, practical things that I never got from any Baptist. Not that I wouldn't have, but I just never did. I got them from Presbyterians. They have helped shape me as a father. And that's critical. I'm forever grateful for that. Yeah. Dave has a great point here, and it was about the my my comment if what if my pastor gave a six-month sermon series on baptism <laughs> yeah, right. and he says when preaching guys who always go back to their hobby horses are hard to deal with <laughs> right I, I attended a church where the pastor was pessimistic pre and it just kept coming up i'd rather go to the dentist <laughs> that's such a good point it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't even matter what it is like <laughs> right. if you're always like like for me I, I i always talk about the law of god on my channel but if i was pre- a preacher and i was every every passage was about the law of god even when it wasn't like that, that would be a problem. Like I can understand if someone couldn't deal with that. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a great thing about a channel though. It's not the church and right. you don't have to listen to it. If you don't want to, you're not commanded by God to not forsake the fellowship of eighties. Can, can you call up Ruslan and let him know that like, I, I have a specific topic that I address. <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't want to be on a show with me. Remember I saw Ruslan. He was reviewing squid game. The uh, the violent the ultra violent uh, Netflix show. No idea. Yeah, you don't know because you're a Christian. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a better Christian than him. And me, apparently. <laughs> and you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Uh, anyway, oh, my, yeah, man, we're 
we're stoking some uh, Presbyterian Baptist rivalries in the chat. Yeah, That's I not see good. that. I realized oh that goodness. the comment I responded to is probably not directed towards me. <laughs> probably directed towards somebody else. <laughs> but it makes good show content. It still made good show content. <laughs> Here's Mark Mark Garnett. Why is no one talking about Russell Moore being sued? Did you hear about this, Matt? I have not heard about it, or so I probably would have led with this. <laughs> Mike Stone is suing Russell Moore for stealing you know, I don't know, sermons. <laughs> defamation of character or something like that emotional distress something like that for like three quarters of a million dollars because of the leaked letter (laughs) (laughs) the the spc is not savable it's not savable at all it's just it's such a train wreck right it's such a train wreck man now i'm i'm against the lawsuit just out of principle because i think the bible says you shouldn't do that yeah no it's sinful Um, it's not just a position it's sinful to sue another brother oh yeah sorry if i downplayed it no totally sinful yeah yeah Totally simple. But um, I'm looking forward to Discovery. <laughs> Do you think that'll be made public? Sometimes Probably they're not, not, right? Probably not. But but I, but I, but I am looking forward to seeing what happens, even though I think he should withdraw his lawsuit immediately. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm still human, and I want to see what happens. Maybe we can call uh, your favorite crew, the Project Veritas, to get in there and film the deposition or something. Oh, man, that would be something. That'd be something. Uh, I don't know. They did it with their New York Times de- deposition. That... <laughs> that would be something. Yeah. Wyman Taylor Baird, y'all think more is a brother? I personally no. don't. No, but I I, but I don't think it matters in in the scope of not suing brothers because he hasn't been excommunicated. And I think that the idea there is that we shouldn't be going to the pagan courts uh, and and dragging the name of Christ through the mud with the dispute amongst ourselves. And from their perspective, he's a Christian, and also we shouldn't be setting that example for the brethren as well to go to the pagans to solve our differences. We should try uh, you know, to solve it amongst ourselves. So I don't think that we should be suing people and the escape hatches. Like we don't think they're Christians. He hasn't denied Christ. He hasn't been excommunicated. I just wouldn't do it. I yeah. think that's a sin. Yeah, I think that's right. I definitely church discipline him and kick him out of the church altogether. Totally. And and th- this is the problem that we're in right now. This, the church is in such a sorry state that there is no church discipline. Right. So, so we're going to be in situations where we we're like, I want to sue this guy, but like he hasn't been excommunicated. Like, what do I do? Right. And I'm not talking about crimes like, you know, like like he killed my mother. Like, of course, <laughs> of course, <laughs> um, we're talking about like, you know, things like this. This is like the, actually, I think, the exact kind of thing that that passage is talking about. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, but 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 as far as as far as I, I understand the argument about he's not really a Christian, I don't think he's a Christian either. In fact, I agree. I don't I don't really say many people are not Christians, in my opinion. He's definitely not, in my opinion. He's totally apostate. I think he's subversive. I think he's an enemy within the ranks. Mm-hmm. Intentional. And he knows what he's doing and he's doing it very well. Um, but that passage doesn't apply to him. It applies to you, <laughs> you as the believer, to not do it. Because we shouldn't be going, we shouldn't be appealing to the pagans to solve our differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Matt. Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say that he is definitely an unbeliever, and there are tools that the Bible gives us to deal with that, and there's things that they warned us not to do or told us not to do, not even warned. And so it's just because he's not a believer doesn't mean we get to apply any kind of remedy that we see fit. We need to go to the scriptures and do it correctly. And uh, you and I throw out church discipline like it's obvious, but putting on my evangelical hat again, (laughs) it's what a squish. You say church discipline, 
And a majority of the church today doesn't even know what we're talking about. Like they really, it's not that they disagree with it. They don't even know what that means because they've never seen it. And that's something that is a big flaw and weak point in the church today is because we don't know. It needs to be what, fixed. Wyman Teller Bear says, he says, um, I hear your argument, but I also like giving commies headaches. Yeah, me too. That's why I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I get it, man. Like maybe that's like a weird desire because like I think he shouldn't have the lawsuit anyway, but like I want to see what the receipts are. That's maybe For that's sure. a weird, maybe borderline sinful desire, but I have to admit the truth. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he shouldn't have this lawsuit, but since it's out there, I mean, let's get the cards on the table. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> And here's another one. Someone said, so Joe Biden couldn't be sued either. See, if we followed biblical justice, yep. then Joe it Biden on what, being though, sued for... wouldn't be an issue. Right. He would be killed for capital punishment for the sins that he has created, for the crimes that go against God's law. So it would be a moot point. And we right. always and so we get in these sticky situations because we don't follow God's law exactly. What are you going to sue him for? I mean, like, it depends right. on what he's being sued for. Is it for treason? Well, that's a crime. The state needs to handle that. Like, that's the state doesn't, the state can't determine, okay, well, you're a Christian, so we're not going to apply the law to you. Like, that's not, that's not what this is about. Right. This is about lawsuits where, like, there's some kind of, like, you know, interpersonal injury, like civil suits, things like that. You know you what I mean? Like, on me. I'm going to sue you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, 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 but Joe Biden's crimes probably stack a mile high for the state to handle, and they should definitely handle them. And we should insist on that. So, if Joe Biden did, you know, crimes against the state or, you know, murder or pedophiles, like he most likely, allegedly, who knows, you know, like th- we need to insist on him being investigated in every possible way the state can. 100%. It's different though if you're saying, well, he defamed me or like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what other example would be, but, like, what are you suing him for? That's that's the question I would ask, Jamie. He assaulted me or he stole from me. All of those things that you're trying to seek justice on your behalf when God tells you not to use the pagan courts to yep. do it. it. Mark says, Russell Moore is reaping what he has sown. I totally agree. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I hope he gets taken to the cleaners, to be honest, yeah, because that's seriously. what he deserves. I would love for them to be so taken over the coals that they have no public voice whatsoever ever again. Love it. Yeah. Let him. Let him. Okay. We have a super chat. Jamie asked earlier, should we church discipline those who put their kids in public school? I'm going to let you answer that I'll one let... first. Ah! <laughs> Got I gotcha. I would say no, but that the time for that is quickly approaching. Good. So if you disagree with me, then I would have no problem with that because I do believe that there is a point where that would be a church disciplinable offense. I would say no right now. And I'm very open to being wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be a squish too and say it depends. Yeah, this, it depends. It, okay, okay. And I'll say it depends like this because I know of certain people who I've talked to often, they've listened to my podcast, single mom in another country, just as bad public schools. Sure. They have no choice. It's that or not be educated because they were working all day. Sure. So I would say no to that. But if there are people that have the means and are living a lavish lifestyle and, you know, living off two incomes and they know the damage it's doing to their children. Yeah. I think that could be a church discipline thing because they know they're missing the mark on that. 
it it also depends like on where you are because in the United States, like yeah. not every school board is is created equal. Like true, and all of them. You shouldn't go to public school in any state or any district or any like that should be just no. I, I'm saying no, you shouldn't do that. That would be stupid to do, in my opinion. Uh-huh. So if you're too poor to keep them home because you have to work all the time, then you need to be thinking every every spare minute needs to be thinking, what do I need to do to get myself in a situation where financially I could pull my kids out? Because it's very important that I teach my kids the right way. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So number one, if your kids are in public school, you should currently be thinking about every way to get them out. Yep. That being said, though, you know, y- you see what happens. There was a school board in Pennsylvania that, like, s- did something kind of cool recently or something like that. Like, like you know, they're not all, like, completely demonic. There are some. <laughs> and there's it's an increasing number <laughs> yeah. that are totally demonic and completely anti-Christian and all. And like, so it just, it kind of just depends on the circumstance, right? It depends mm-hmm. on the situation, you know, like. Like, 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 well, I used to live in New York and I moved out partially because I wouldn't want to raise a family in New York. Not mm-hmm. that I would ever send my kids to public school no matter what, but I just didn't want to raise kids there. And so, like, I was thinking, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to change my whole life because of, I want to raise a family and I want to have it to be a successful family. Mm-hmm. And when my, when I live in New York, I'm going to be in the subway and I'm going to see two dudes kissing on the subway and I'm going to have to, like, figure out how to not ruin my kids seeing two dudes kissing on the subway. Right. I didn't think it was worth it. Yeah. So I uprooted my whole life for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need to be doing that kind of thing. If you're in a situation similar, like you're in New York or you're in San Francisco or, you know what I mean? Something like that, some ridiculous nonsense like that. Like, so it, it, it just totally depends on where you're at situations. I think though that, that the time is quickly coming. I think it'll be quicker than we think. Where basically, if you're in public school, like you're going to be treated, uh, teached every kind of demonic doctrine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and be exposed to probably even the practices. Like you see that start to leak out now in public, certain public schools. Sure, and, and even and even the pedophile stuff. Like, yeah. like, like the, the the kind of books that they display for like you know gay pride, whatever. I mean, they're pornographic. I mean, they they basically want your sons to be you know getting sodomized as quickly as possible. That's what they want. Yeah, right. that that's that's what they're they're targeting them to do that, and right. no, don't tell your parents. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you got you gotta do fellatio on that guy. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that's what they want. And so, like, it depends on your school district, though. Some of them are not doing that stuff, but some are. But I would say if your school district is doing that, then it is the church discipline oh, totally. really out, right? Oh, totally. So yeah, and uh, let me flip this around a little bit too. I would say the same thing about giving sending your kid to a private Catholic school. Is it necessarily sinful? No. I would but, say no, yeah. But maybe there are where they're totally like having you pray to Mary. Pray to right. V- discipling you into the Catholic doctrines that are obviously 100%. heresy. Then it 100%. would be a sin to send to a private Catholic school. So there was a ca- there was a Catholic school where I used to live in Vermont that was actually really good. And they had to go to um mass, which is sinful in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it was like the kind of mass that was so innocuous. It was like, yes, they did the sinful things that I think are totally idolatrous, but there was no like Mary statue, you know, things like that. And some people would send their kids, the evangelicals would send their kids there. And like, I wouldn't do it. Right. But I thought to myself, if I had to choose between Vermont public schools or Roman Catholic schools, I would 
totally choose a Roman Catholic school. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Clearly, because it's 100%. way better. And I also wouldn't church discipline someone for that. However, mm-hmm. if it was one of these weird, like Saint, you know, Guadalupe, Queen of the Universe type Catholic churches, which they exist, mm-hmm. horrible. No way. Yeah. yeah, I'm not having my kid pray to the Queen of the Universe because that person doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly right. And again, so kind of talking about church discipline for those who maybe aren't familiar with it, like church discipline, the core is discipleship. So if I'm wanting to put someone through church discipline, the first step is I'm going to go to the person and talk to them about it and kind of develop, like see where they're at. Maybe they have a legitimate concern or reason they're doing it. Maybe I didn't understand it correctly. And regard, and so I'm working in that relationship one-on-one to point them to Christ and see, okay, are you faithfully discipling, discipling your children with this decision? Maybe there is no better choice. Maybe that is the best scenario for them. That's right. Like that's the first part of church discipline. It's not going to pick up some rocks and throwing them in front of the church worship service where the woman's leading worship, right? Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the relationship first where you're working on it one-on-one. So, uh, And that's coming from someone as well who would never send their kids to public school. I'm just not going to jump on the board and say everyone should be start church discipline. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, like, I think that um, so there's a lot of a t- there's a tendency, I think, that when when somebody posts a, a, an article about something ridiculous that the school board is doing in you know Pennsylvania, Florida, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times you'll get the response, homeschool your kids, homeschool your kids. I agree with those responses. But at the same time, like, also, we can we can insist that they stop doing that, too. Like, <laughs> right. Like, yes, homeschooling your kids is great. That's a good response. But also the school board should stop teaching this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. We can we can do both of those things. We can we can advocate for both of those things. Like, yeah. let's not be so like we, we have to have purity. Pure, everything, <laughs> yeah. every dis, every decision has to be so pure. I'm, I'm guilty of this because I, you know, even I, I was mocking today, uh, just yesterday. I'm guilty of this yesterday. I was mocking someone that said uh, a Republican that was like, well, we need to start stop defunding. Uh, we need to start defunding the Wuhan lab. And I remember I remember I posted, yeah, we're saved. Great. Thanks. <laughs> That's good, though. Like, we can do right. both. Like, we can actually do everything. Like, we can stop uh, funding the Wuhan lab, and we can also stop all this nonsense as well. Yeah. Like, so I'm guilty of this, too. I'm preaching the choir, but we can do both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And so Dave says, Freedom Florida here still don't put your kids in the government schools. Absolutely. And then I would add to that and go yes. run for yeah. your uh, school board, too, and influence the pagans. See, that would be something. Imagine someone who wanted to defund the schools running for school board. A Ron Swanson type. <laughs> By the way, this this the pagans do this stuff. Like, yeah. the, 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 the tranny, like, the gigantic gay tranny that lives in my town, the one that I saw at Walmart. Remember I told you that story? Yep, yep. You know, he's he was famous for running for... Uh, sheriff of my my county as a republican mm-hmm. satanic uh trans you know that's what he ran for as a republican because right. that's that's how organized we are here so anyway <laughs> um and his whole mission his whole his whole campaign we need to defund the police and i'm running for sheriff <laughs> yeah so we can do that kind of stuff obviously as well well we should do that stuff it's taking dominion take take over the school board so that you can defund everything. Yes, absolutely. Take over the IRS <laughs> to dismantle it. Take over the federal government to limit it. Like all of those things we need to be thinking about. 
and being strategic. <laughs> Why am I telling bear? I'm going to say it. I don't think the pedo baptism thing is a super big deal for either side. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Matt, Matt's with you on that one. No, I think it is a big deal for both sides, and it shouldn't be. It's ah, uh, so you agree with him then? Yeah, it should not be. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking yeah, of the satanic church guy, guy Wyman, he lives in my town. I saw him at Walmart the other day. Didn't also the new four-star general uh, health officer tranny come from your place too? The New Hampshire. I thought, I thought that I thought that person was from Pennsylvania. Uh, maybe. I don't know. That's all the same to me. I've never been to the Northeast, so it's all just clumped together. This guy, Wyman, uh, this guy actually does want to defund it. He's a he's an anarchist. He thinks there should be no government at all. So he actually he actually didn't want to have any police. (laughs) That was his own mission. Well, he'd uh, fit right in with Marcus Pittman. (laughs) He would. (laughs) (laughs) I would rather have an anarchist than a socialist be in charge. I'll tell you that much. Think about it. An anarchist it sheriff. Be, it actually would be better. It would be better. What is an anarchist <laughs> sheriff going to do? They're not going to go around and be, you you know, overreaching government. They're going to just be hands off. So if you have to choose between a satanic anarchist sheriff or a communist sheriff, you choose a satanic anarchist sheriff. I would throw satanic in front of the communists, too. The communists <laughs> have killed more people than anarchists ever have. At least, the, at least the anarchist is being open about being a Satanist. Yeah. The communist isn't being open about it. Yeah, they just hide it and pretend like they hate religion altogether, but you have to worship them. So, yeah, oh, I would take man. the Satanic anarchist all the time. I'm going to label this show Satanic anarchists are the way to go. That's going to be... <laughs> yeah, th- Wyman, this guy definitely has read Rothbard. And he, he actually... If, if, if he was actually... You know, in a right mind, like he thinks he's a girl. He's obviously a guy. You know, I saw him. He's like, like this much higher than me. <laughs> he's a tall dude. Like he's a big guy. Um. Anyway, if he wasn't like completely out of his mind in that regard, like he actually would be a cool dude. And he he believes a lot of right things accidentally because he's read like Rothbard and all that. Kind of, he's he's mm-hmm. he's actually got a lot of correct beliefs. Yeah, he's probably more right than most GOP Republicans. Shockingly, he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yet, he pretends he's a woman and, you know, uh-huh. that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly right. Weimar says, have you read Marx's poetry? He loves Satan. I don't need to read his poetry <laughs> of he to know he loves Satan. Just look at his fruit. <laughs> the death and destruction and the theft, poverty, everything that Satan loves is the fruit of communism. Of course he loves Satan. Of course. Speaking of defunding governments, let me ask you this, AD. How much? I know we both agree that the Fed is involved in the markets. Yes. But like, what percentage do you think the Fed controls the market? Honestly, it's impossible to know. It, it is. It, it is impossible to know. I, I think that there's a good chance that the Federal Reserve owns a significant portion of equities think about think about their their like dude this is so crazy think about what's being revealed like have you seen the stuff about like the actual like equities that the 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 governors own and like um even even powell himself I know. <laughs> yeah. like like okay so if individually they're involved in the market in big ways uh-huh. think about how much more the banks that they own that can print unlimited money. Oh, right. So it could, have it trillions could be of dollars. A, of, yeah. It could be a significant amount of the total stocks owned. Yeah. 
And the other thing I was thinking about, like, I agree, they own large shares of stocks, I believe. And it's under fictitious names that are sealed that we'll never know about. Of course, of course. They're they're exercising options to short the market and all that stuff. But thinking about how much of our market from the private sector is controlled by algorithms and how easy it would be to crack those algorithms, because they're not like secretive CIA algorithms, they're pretty easy to figure out because they're trying to make money. They're reading market signs to make money. It's not some kind of like, you know, government secret. Yeah. What's stopping the Fed from cracking those algorithms and just manipulating all of the companies at once with their actions? They definitely have enough weight with their bond purchases and the cash they have on their balance to manipulate those algorithms. So they probably control the whole thing. So assuming that the the Federal Reserve is not a benevolent organization, which I think is a very safe (laughs) assumption. Yeah. (laughs) Like, how how do you move forward in the markets? Like, what do you do? Like, because at any moment, they could pull the rug or add more and... They could they could win either way. Like if if they make the right trades, they could pull the rug and still win. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. so, how do you move forward, Matt? I don't know. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's like this is insane. This is probably the best thing you could do is you follow the stock tips by Nancy P on Gab, because Nancy Pelosi has made her fortunes off of insider trading. It's not even a disputed fact. So just copy her stock tips. I think what was her last one? Her last one was she bought $7 million worth of options, which are super risky, especially when you're putting down $7 million. Okay. Okay. Stop, 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 stop. Okay. Buying options, you have to be somewhat uh, knowledgeable, somewhat. Yes. Very risky. When you think of Nancy Pelosi, do you think savvy? (laughs) Like, like, wow, that's a business tycoon right there. <laughs> right. No. I'm just trying to guess if she's drunk or not when she's talking. That's that's she's the thing. Pretty I much about. drunk every time she talks. Yeah. And she's made millions, millions of dollars. Yes. Buying options. Yes. How has that happened? <laughs> insider trading. Insider it's trading. Easy, it's easy to buy options when you have the inside scoop. Of regulations of an inner, I think the last one was that it was on Tesla being able to sell in China. (laughs) And it's not illegal for them because they write the laws for themselves. It's such a hustle. It's such a hustle. And you're telling me the Fed aren't in on that too? Come on. Of course the Fed is in on it. They know what they're doing. I can't believe it's coming out that they are making money off the stocks. Like who's ratting them out? That's what I want to know. So if we have the information, you got to wonder why do we have it? Like who gave it to us and why do we have it? Yeah, exactly right. I yeah. think they want. I think I think a lot of the information we get like this is like they they want to intentionally demoralize you. Yeah, that's yeah. They, yeah, we're doing whatever we want to do. It doesn't matter, and they want you to think like they're God and like and they're invincible. Mm-hmm. Because like Jerome Powell is obviously involved in insider trading allegedly, uh-huh. <laughs> and but and nothing will happen. He'll be the Fed chair next time as well. Mm-hmm. nothing will happen and so they want you to know that though they, they they want you to think that they're totally they're not invincible but they want you to think they're invincible right and so yeah. that's why they do this they they let you know what they're up to exactly right and no matter what you know what we're doing you're not gonna do anything about it right yeah. so they're trying to demoralize you 
but the thing is, you have to reckon they're not invincible. They're not. And you cannot be demoralized by this kind of thing. Yep. You can't. <laughs> I did the same thing. Jammy said, I bought a put on the SMP. It's been rough. I bought, how many did I buy? <laughs> I think I bought 30 contracts uh, last month. And it was looking good for a second. Yeah. And that's that's probably why I've been thinking about this a lot is everything in the market is telling you the market should be crashed right now. But every time bad news comes out, the market goes up. And that's not because there's rational buying happening. This is not. It's no, not. Not at all. I, listen, I've done something similar. I didn't buy any puts, but I did something similar about the NASDAQ. And that has been rough as well. Yeah, it's been rough. <laughs> It's been absolutely rough. Like, it's oh, inflation's good, here forever. We were just kidding about it. Oh, yeah, stock market goes up. Like, oh, yeah, yeah we have a shipping crisis and the whole world uh, globalism is crashing. Stock market goes up. Like, come on, so, some people say that, like, the, the reason that that happens is, like, because the algorithms are programmed to say, okay, you get the bad news, so the Fed's going to do something. And that's, like, the nice way to think about it, where it's like, right. you know, they're, they're actually going to do something. The algorithms don't get it yet. That they're not going to do anything ever. <laughs> yep. So, so that's so it's like a mistake in the algorithm. I don't, I don't buy that. I think it's completely nefarious. There, yeah, there, this agree. is this is the whole scam. Right. Yep. Absolutely right. Because they would have fixed the algorithms by now. <laughs> of course, by now you don't you have stupid algorithms. <laughs> right. Because it, it it puts too little um little um uh, hope on the the smartness of software engineers and and mathematicians like they're yeah. way smarter than this right to have an algorithm that goes down when it should go up yeah exactly exactly right like the chinese just did a supersonic right global nuclear weapon capable right. in the space but we can't figure out how to make an accurate algorithm the, the mathematicians <laughs> know when to buy and when to sell and it's not they're not being fooled Right. By yeah. the market signals. We're being fooled. We're the ones yes. being conned. They keep making their money and we're losing. That's what's happening here. A hundred percent. So what else can we talk about? We have a few more minutes left to get kicked off of YouTube. I don't know. I mean Do your best. Do your best. Let's see if the minority can get I'm us kicked off YouTube. I'm a Christian. I can't do my best. I mean, oh, I, okay. I could definitely get us kicked off. Trump won but, the election in 2020. Obviously, he did. And, and January 6th was definitely not an insurrection. That was just a protest. That was a protest. The insurrection was November 3rd. The jab will kill you. The jab will... No, the vaccine. The vaccine. I'm sorry. The vaccine will kill you. Come on, the COVID-19 Matt. vaccine will kill you. Potentially. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't Listen, know. Listen, <laughs> I don't think there's any possible way that uh, we went to the moon. I don't think we did. Mm -hmm. How do you like that? There we go. There you go. Here you have it here first. Maybe those algorithms are backwards. Maybe no one knows. <laughs> Dude, I talked to I talked to a totally reasonable person this weekend, and um, my wife made a comment about how I don't believe we went to the moon, <laughs> and he kind of like I saw him kind of like kind of like this with his beard you know uh -huh. and then like later in the day he came to me he says so what are your beliefs about the moon <laughs> and uh so we had like this sidebar conversation he was obviously kind of embarrassed that he was talking to me about it mm -hmm. but he's like he's like yeah i don't believe any of the videos either <laughs> like and, and, and he, he, he's in the place right now where he's like i don't think we i don't think the videos show us going to the moon but i think maybe we did go uh -huh. and i and I, I know that's like you have to go that's a progression right obviously the videos are fake <laughs> and then the next progression is, oh, yeah. And by the way, there's no space program. 
<laughs> but the thing is, I, what, what he told me, though, you want to know what woke him up to this? Because he looked at the videos again. Like, I, I don't know where you guys believe about the moon. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to believe like I do. But he said, you know, this whole stuff with the vaccine, the fake information, like, it, it made me wonder, what else did they lie to us about? <laughs> and so this, this, this thing is red pilling people like oh crazy. Like yeah. crazy. I know. It's so good. It's so good. All right, guys. So, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Vaccine is, is probably very dangerous. Um, let's see. Uh, COVID-19, if you get it, it's really not going to be that big of a deal for the most part. And yeah. it might not even really exist. It might just be the flu. Um, let's see. What else you got? What, yeah. Matt, what else can we get kicked off on? I, I don't know. Out of what, yeah. Uh, YouTube censors us. There's, there's no there's such a... thing as transgenderism. I mean, those are oh, just yeah, people that are insane and think that they're girls when they're boys and boys when they're girls. Um, let's see. Homosexuality is a judgment on a nation. That's oh, a sin as well. It's, it's completely abominable. Yeah. But it's abomination before God. Abomination. Abomination before God. It is. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to say this in a, a objectionable way. It's sodomy. I mean, there, there you de- go. Yeah, You're right. Definitely. Well, let's I think see. that's a good. I think that's a good attempt. Let's see if it gets kicked off. Guys, the reason we're doing that is not only because we have two strikes and AD never gets any strikes, but this is going to be our last reform jellicle. And I want to say no. thank you. No. Thank you for everyone who supported us and watched us, shared the show. Appreciate it. AD is where Hold it's on. at. Hold on, Matt. I have the perfect thing to get us okay. kicked off of YouTube. Okay. It's okay to be white. You don't have to apologize <laughs> for it. It's fine. Oh. You, it's acceptable to be white. And you can just live your life and love your white kids. Like, they're so cute, the little white kids, you know. Have you ever seen a white kid, They're Matt? so innocent and pure. They're so adorable, you know. And then and then they grow up and they become white adults. And then it, uh-huh. it's like the, and they're totally reasonable people. And, you know, you know, I, I actually, I don't know about you, Matt, but when I talk to a white guy, like, I just, I just, I have a good time a lot, of, most of the time. Yeah. They, they make sense, you know, they're, they, 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 they talk in a language I can understand. That's good too. When someone can talk to you and you understand the language, I like that. And, um, you know, I, I admire many white people. I mean, there's been a lot of white people that have done amazing things for the, for the world. Yeah, I mean, they've really contributed to society. A lot of contributions. <laughs> I, have you noticed that? I've noticed that. It might yeah. even be the superior culture of our time. <laughs> The Western white culture. Whoa, 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 man, whoa. I got to get out of here. <laughs> so we're bringing on Andrew Dorba next. Talk about the Jew hatred. I do like white people, though. I, listen, I love you guys. I do. Yeah, yeah, I love us, too. It's it's really great. Uh, why is this show ending? Honestly, because I have so much to do, and I need to be fair to my family and love them, and it's just taking too much time up at night. And AD puts out great content. There's so much great content out there. Um, this is just the thing that I prayed about and decided that I needed to step down. But AD is still going to be there. Like, what? Are you still doing two videos a day? No. So I've been doing... I've, well, I've actually been slacking because I got COVID, allegedly. Mm-hmm. I got COVID. Allegedly, if it exists. And <laughs> as you can see, I'm totally fine. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, so I've been kind of slacking. But yeah, I've been doing like a video a, a day the last week or so okay. and um i may i may i don't know but i may do a live show on thursday nights we'll see oh, there you go and i've i've t- already told matt that i reserve the right to call him in if i need backup yes. and he agreed uh, occasionally to do it occasionally i will happy to do that you know one thing i want to hear you talk about and i don't know if you brought this up to me or not 
But noticing that there are no more white people on commercials. Was that you that told me about that? Dude, that I did a video about that. Did you do a video on that? Maybe <laughs> yeah. that's what it was. But I'm watching every single video. There's no more white people. It's over, man. Dude, listen, listen to this, Matt. I know we're over time, but you need to hear this. So me and my brother, he's also Puerto Rican, as you might imagine. We have the same parents. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, Anyway, that together. we were we were we were we were just up. I was on Bass Pro Shops and I just made the a comment off the cuff. Like, why is the main page to women hunting? Like, that's just so rare. <laughs> yeah, like, right. like wh- I know some women hunt, but they usually they do it with their husbands, you know, or their boyfriends or right. their you know sons, whatever. But like this was two women hunting. Like, that's just so rare. There's probably very few hunting parties that involve two women only. You know yeah, I, mean? I want to see them dress a deer. Drag <laughs> right 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 so <laughs> so he goes he, so he goes oh dude you have no idea and so he started taking me to other websites and stuff so we went to champ sports and champ sports the main page is just all black people number one a couple a couple <laughs> of white people but we noticed that the pictures only showed half of the white person's face like it would cut it off and then we went through we, we clicked on uh, the men's section which was represented by a big black man uh-huh. and it was it was uncanny matt all the models were either black asian or hispanic there were some white models but every one up until page 20 had half of their face cut off wow they were white you could just only see their bottom and you know that's purposeful that is not an accident at all of course intentional i thought when i first saw i was like oh that's weird that's probably an accident (laughs) and then like we went through 20 pages and then we found a white face which and this guy could have been Asian as well, so he's borderline. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's hard to tell, you know? When you're judging a book by its cover, sometimes it's hard to tell. So, like, it crazy. was totally intentional. So every crazy. white person's face was cut off, every every single one. Unless you're a woman, white women are allowed, but it's very rare. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, even them have too much privilege. It's so but, sad. Right. I remember... 20 years ago growing up all the shows i watched were black families never thought anything about it didn't feel like i was being marginalized it wasn't didn't feel intentional maybe it was i doubt it though this is an amazon uh it got some asians on the cover and inside it's just all blacks and then so so uh, so so people were saying well okay well it's only been whites like you said oh no it hasn't like when i was a kid there was a ton of blacks in advertisements and stuff too and 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 by the way just yesterday, because I've been fishing lately, there was a infomercial that I remember from when I was a kid for the flying lure. And it was a and I remember when I was a kid, I used to fish too. And I, I was I was amazed by how this lure would catch fish. I was like, man, I want I gotta get that lure. I fell for the infomercial, obviously. Uh-huh. But I was watching it just yesterday uh-huh. from the 90s. This is an infomercial from the 90s. <laughs> and it was like half black people and half uh-huh. white people. And I know that there's not 50% black people in the country. So even then, it was overrepresented. And I've always been told, no, 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 we've been underrepresented. What are you talking about? Right, yeah. And these were like, it wasn't like a stereotypical black person. It was just like a nice, you know, grandfather. It's like I took my grandson fishing and he caught a lot of fish. Like, just normal, normal advertisement, you know? Mm-hmm. Unreal, yeah. dude. It's This is insane. Like, this is, it's kind of, I was laughing about it in my video. It's kind of creepy, though, when you it's think about it. It's super creepy because you know what's coming next. It's not what's stopping there. What's coming next, Matt? Because we're going to get kicked off anyway, so why don't you just tell me? <sighs> They're going to try to genocide us and put us Dude. in camps and kill us. I'm so They're going to do Australia to us, basically. Dude. I mean, they already put an airport down in those concentration camps. Have you seen it's that? So... 
Oh, yeah. No, I did. I did. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah. They're trying to do that here. There's like weird camp construction sites going on in the country that people are showing pictures of. And it's like there's these big, huge lots being cleared and there's fencing around it out in the middle of nowhere. That's some in Florida. It's weird. It's weird. Listen, guys, if you guys get rounded up, let me just say this. If the powers that be decide to start rounding up white people for the first time in my life, I will be glad to identify as white. (laughs) <laughs> for the first time in your life, I'll, you're going to be proud? <laughs> um, I, listen, I love being Puerto Rican, and I always introduce myself as Puerto Rican and Latino because uh-huh. that's just how I grew up. Um, I know that the other side considers me white because of my beliefs. And listen, I'll identify as white if it means I can hang out with you guys in the internment camp. Yeah, there you go. No, love I'm not going to the internment camp. I, I will die before that. I'm not giving up my guns. I'm not going to the camps. <laughs> well, on that positive note... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, there's a genocide coming. But by the way, I'm still going to be on YouTube theoretically. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they'll cancel my show just because of this. I don't know. No, probably not though, because I, I think, I think they just like me. I think they do. I, I don't think, know why. I think you're a spook. Well, thank you everyone who's <laughs> been watching racist, the show. Bro. I mean, <laughs> is that that's a term for a spy? That's a that's a term that was used for black people. Really. Back Isn't in the that day, what they not call, uh, Yeah, they call CIA agents now. That right? That's like, what I use agents? the term "spook" all the time. Yeah. And but I know, but I regu- I definitely know that it used to be a racial term. Mm. All right, <laughs> not no, anymore. We're, we're two white people that are racist. You two allegedly kick us off, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Uh, oh, and if you do want to reach out to me for whatever reason, you can email me Matt at howtobuildtent.com. Um, and then otherwise, just go watch AD. It puts out great content. And Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, thanks everyone for just supporting us. It's been fun. God bless you guys. God bless. Well, that was fun, Matt. I know we're still 